is it just me, or are there historical sites here in the great state of Arizona that people want to keep secret? Stay tuned for another episode of the Arizona Timeless Tours podcast. Do they want to keep these areas secret, off limits to the public? And uh, I'm going to talk about uh, two topics today. One is going to be on, on chain linking off history uh, so the rest of the world can't see it. And uh, just have a small group of people know about these locations and study these locations. And uh, if you're not a major college professor or in this career field, uh, you have to look at these places from the outside and look in. Or you have to do a lot of research yourself because it's not being taught. And you're going to have to find on YouTube some of these um, history lessons on these areas that are so dry that uh, it, it's going to take you everything uh, to actually watch a 45-minute lecture on them. Uh, get yourself a cup of coffee ready. And the reason I do it is because I'm so interested, and, I, and I've been searching these hidden, beautiful hidden gems inside the state of Arizona, and I've come across lands that are, are you know, they're, they're chain-linked off, they're barbed-wired off, and they have these signs on them. And uh, it's really telling you just to keep out, you're not authorized. And uh, you look at the land, and most people, if the fence wasn't there or the signs weren't there, would have no clue as to what they were looking at. And most people would not have traveled into some of these places in the desert. Uh, they wouldn't have ended up at these locations, okay? Because they wouldn't have known what they were looking for. It's just the people who love the ancient history that go in search of these locations, of these lost locations. And uh, a lot of people don't like that. A lot of uh, a certain group of individuals who want to keep uh, these places secret, I believe, and tell me if I'm completely wrong here, uh, they don't like that. They don't like it at all. And I'm talking about these uh, ancient Native American spots, these ancient uh, ruins, pit houses, uh, petroglyph sites. A lot of these places are either off limits to the public or they try to keep them secret from the public. Because, look, there are thousands upon thousands of these locations throughout just the state of Arizona. Truly and honestly, there are. You go out to Agua Fria National Monument, and I believe they have the oldest Native American ruins uh, in the state of Arizona in Agua Fria. Okay, but it's not the one of them is pretty easy to find. Uh, because it's marked and the roads aren't so bad to get to this one location. But the rest of them, they're going to take some, uh, you know, it, it, it's going it to take some energy. It's going to take wear and tear on your body. It's going to take wear and tear on your vehicle. And you're going to have to get prepared and you have to do your research prior to going out to that national monument to find some of these unbelievable ancient ruins. You'll, you'll have to do your research. And those people who do, they want to learn the history. I have a friend who does this all the time. He is logged in, I don't know how many miles, hiking out and driving to these locations. But there are certain people out there that hate the fact that he's doing it. They hate the fact that anybody wants to learn about these locations. And this is inside of a national monument area. It's, it's a protected area. And um, just driving up and down uh, Interstate 17, there are some unbelievable ruins scattered 
up and down that road if you know where you're looking. Okay, they're there. Uh, there are some great petroglyph sites up and down that road if you know where you're looking. Uh, and all across Arizona, all across the valley, there are these uh, ruined sites, these petroglyph sites uh, that, uh, that you might find and, and tell somebody about and say, man, if you love petroglyphs, go off this road right here and just pull off the side of the road and they're right there. There's hundreds of them. And there are people that hate the fact that you would tell somebody else about that location, <laughs> that, uh, that somehow that location is going to get ruined. Now, the location is perfect. Uh, nobody has done anything to it. It's been there for over six, 700 years. But for some reason, we think telling more people about a location, a ruined site, a petroglyph site, is going to ruin that location. That people have hiked miles out. Like you can, some of these places, you're going to hike 10 miles out. All right. After driving 150 miles, you're going to, you're going to drive, I mean, you're going to hike 10 miles out. That means you have to hike 10 miles back. So it's a 20 mile round trip to see like 40 petroglyphs or one ruin. People who do this are dedicated to learning the history of these sites. And that's what I think is, it, what's happening is we're losing the history of these sites. See, I see, I say the more eyes on a ancient site, the better. Why? Well, let's take, for example, two sites that most everybody knows about. And if you don't, check them out. And that is the Park of the Canals in Mesa, Arizona, and the Hieroglyphic Trail in Gold Canyon. These are two extraordinary ancient sites that most people know about. One's an open park. One is one of the most highly trafficked uh, trails in the valley, Hieroglyphic Trail in Gold Canyon. There... I've been on this I did this thing numerous times. That trail is busy from around 5.30 in the morning till around 7.30, 8 o'clock at night. It's hard to find a parking spot out there. I've never been to the top of that where there hasn't been at least 20 people up at the top with me the whole time I was up there. And there's always groups of people coming up, kids, young people, old people, all kinds of people because the, the trail is very easy to hike. And at the top are these ancient petroglyphs. And they're in pristine condition, folks. Why? Why with all these people with eyes on this location, why are these petroglyphs that you can walk right up to and take phenomenal pictures of, why are they in such pristine condition when almost everybody knows about them? It's because there are eyes on these petroglyphs constantly every day, every day, seven days a week. From around 5.30 in the morning to 8 o'clock at night, there are people on that trail. See, the more eyes on it, the less people are going to harm these things. See, people who want to do stuff like this, they don't know their history. They're not educated at all. They love to do things in darkness, not in light. And see, when, when people are constantly there, they can't do what they want to do. And again, they have no clue about the history of this rock art. No clue. They're just there to cause damage. And now when you have more eyes on a place and more people around, guess what? You're going to preserve the area. Go to the park of the canals, open park, pavilions there, uh, uh, grills out there to grill out. They have a botanical garden. It's a beautiful area for the kids to play. But inside that park, they have preserved 4,500 feet of three ancient canals. I don't know how long those canals have been there. Those canals were there when the uh, 
Mormon pioneers came into the valley around 1878. They actually used one of those canals over by the botanical gardens and expanded it. That's the one most people can see to bring water to their crops back in 1878. But they had laid dormant for over 500 years prior to the Mormon pioneers getting there. There's three of them. And you can walk back there and see all three of these canals. 4,500 feet preserved. National Geographic has said it's a very unique site, a very important site to Native American history. And uh, the, the city of Mesa has done a phenomenal job of preserving these. But guess what? There are no fences around these canals. There's no barbed wire out there. There's, no really, uh, there's not a lot of signage out there. But everybody can go out there and check it out. And they look great. I've been going there for about the last two and a half years, and I've probably been there at least 10 times in two and a half years. Looks exactly the same. The canals look exactly the same. If it wasn't for the canal behind the botanical garden, most people don't even know they exist back there. They don't know why the park is called the Park of the Canals. Uh, the other two are a little bit harder to find. You actually walk over to the playground and you go over a bridge. As you go over the bridge, in the middle of that bridge, that's one of the major ancient canals that you're walking over. But there's trees there to kind of block it out. But uh, it's open to the public. Lots of people every day go to the Park of the Canals. Hundreds of people every day, seven days a week, go to the Hieroglyphic Trail. And uh, these places, are they look great because there's more eyes on them. See, these places that certain groups of people want to hide and don't want you to tell, about, tell you about them and want to chain link them off, and put signs up that you need certain permits to get onto the land and make the process of getting the permit really tough. If you're not one of these, you know, major professors from a major university, um, or if you don't know somebody that knows somebody that may escort you onto the land, um, let's start educating people. The local town that these ruins are in, instead of not educating the people and people driving by them left and right and not not either knowing about them or they don't care because they don't, they can't get on there. They can't discover the area. Let's start educating them. Let's start having classes and educating the people. And then they can educate their town and their city about these ruins. And then you can have people because they drive by them every day, kind of look out for them, you know, kind of write reports every month on what they see on the land and what they see on, uh, about the ruin has this, does it look like somebody's been out there? Does it look like somebody moved something? You know, you can have eyes on it constantly. Instead of saying, keep out. Or instead of saying, don't tell anybody about this place. It's a real big secret. Even though it's on a major road. We don't want anybody to pull off. <laughs> Again, I would never have known about the one if it wasn't for... Of course, the, the one place that I wanted to stop and check out because I found it on Google Maps... And uh, the historical marker that was sitting there. And I'm like, let me go read this. I've never seen this historical marker out here before. So I walked up there and I saw the other side. Um, and again, your average person won't have a clue what this stuff is. Won't have a clue because they're not educated. So I'm going to stop with that topic. Please tell me if I'm wrong. Please tell me that there, are, there isn't a certain group of individuals who think uh, that they are the only ones that should know about these historical areas, and they're the only ones that should uh, be able to gain permission to these local, to these historic areas. Tell me if I'm wrong. And I have, uh, I've not found a way 
to get a, uh, a permit to get on there. I've actually called the number on the sign and the people that I talked to could not help me. I've been on the website. I cannot find uh, the form to fill out to get the permit that the sign is requesting. And uh, so it's not your normal Arizona trust land permit, recreational permit that you can purchase. It just can't be that easy. And it's not. So if anybody out there is listening to this podcast and could uh, give me the information or help me fill out the form. And the reason that I would want to access this historic area is to educate people, to educate people all across my social media platform. We have to stop thinking that every time that we post something on social media about a site, that it's going to destroy the site. Really quick, I just want to say this. Sacred Mountain, I've done TikToks and YouTube videos on Sacred Mountain. Sacred Mountain is about, I don't know, half a mile away from the V Bar V Ranch off of exit 298 of Interstate 17. So if you're going north, you're going to turn right there. In about two miles, you're going to come to the V Bar V Ranch, which is a, uh, his, uh, his, what is it? a national heritage site, I believe. It's a protected site. Uh, some of the best preserved petroglyphs in the Verde Valley are at the V Bar V Ranch. While I was there, they were talking about a place called Sacred Mountain. I asked the question. There were about 30 people listening to this guy's presentation, and I stopped him. I'm like, where is Sacred Mountain? And he gave us all authorization to go a half a mile down the road, showed us a picture exactly what this mesa looked like, said these people who uh, carved these uh, rock art drawings, they live there, and uh, gave us, again, permission to go up there. And when you go up there, there is a sign. You still got to find the place, but there is a sign. The sign tells you. That if you remove any piece of this history off this ground, it's going to cost you this much money. And this is how much time you're going to spend in jail. Okay? There are hidden cameras at all of these locations that people just need to know about. But anyhow, people, especially on TikTok, it got something like 550,000 views. And people were just outraged that uh, I would actually tell people where this public place was at. <laughs> that it was some some place that nobody should know about. And uh, only the people that, that knew about it, they were the only ones that could enjoy it because it was going to get destroyed. Well, I went back to that place a year and a half later, and I went back up there, and it looked just as nice as it did the year and a half prior to, to, to posting the TikTok video. Okay, it was it looked great. And I would think that more people got to check it out. More eyes are on it. So, and there are thousands, thousands of those sites that people don't know about that are sitting out in the middle of the desert that are still waiting to be discovered, folks. So, uh, yeah. If uh, you could help me out, I'll leave my email at the bottom. Please email me. Uh, if you are one of these people that can gain access to uh, one of these locations, please get a hold of me through my email. I'd love to have you on the, the, the podcast to tell people about these locations, to help educate my audience here at the Arizona Timeless Tours about these locations. I will give you my platform to talk about it. But let's stop closing them down to the public and let's stop what I believe trying to hide this unbelievable history because a generation is going to go by and we're going to forget about it. Kind of like the Apache Trail. We're going to forget about it. And um, that's going to be the end of it. So let's not let that happen. Let's talk really quick about the Apache Trail. The Apache Trail um, coming up here in June of 2021 
will have been closed for two years. Two years. Okay, back in June of 2018, I believe, we had a lot of wildfires out there and rain, which caused mudslides, which caused a lot of the roads to get in and out of there to be completely washed away. And uh, it looks like they want to make this a hiking trail in the future. Now, not anytime soon, but in the future, open it up as a hiking trail. Now, I believe that thing's like 44 miles across with nothing in the middle. Be quite the hiking trail to hike over to Roosevelt Lake because you would have to have somebody on the other side over there to pick you up. But um, it needs to be reopened um, for vehicles, not for just hikers. It needs to be reopened. Now, I know it's going to cost the state quite a bit of money, but it is a his- Arizona historic landmark, folks. Been around since 1922. And uh, it needs to be reopened. It is one of the reasons I live in the state of Arizona. It truly is. There are three reasons I moved here. And if I put them in order, because I was only here two and a half days before I went back home and tried to convince my wife to move 2,300 miles here from North Carolina to Arizona. Two and a half days. One of the main reasons, the Apache Trail. Took a drive with my uncle halfway up the Apache Trail and back down. It was one of the best drives I've ever taken ever. One of the best scenic drives in the United States. I put it as top two. I've lived in six different states. I lived overseas for a year and a half. I put this the Apache Trail top two. It could be swapped between one and two. Um, and I've been on numerous scenic drives throughout the United States, and still it's top two. The second thing, the two and a half days I was here uh, that stuck out to me and I wanted to move here were the roadways and the way the grid system worked and that there was no major potholes up and down the streets and on the freeway. And all of the overpasses and bridges and everything just looked absolutely beautiful. Looked brand new. The designs on them, I loved them. The landscape along the freeway was beautiful. It looked very clean. It's like, this is totally different. I just, I've lived 39 years on the East Coast of the United States, a lot older. And it looked brand new out here. And the third thing was the weather. Again, just two and a half days, the weather was unbelievable. I was like, I've got to move here. The scenery is unbelievable. And the scenery along the Apache Trail was breathtaking, folks. Absolutely breathtaking. So that was one of the reasons that uh, I've lived in Arizona now for nine and a half years was the Apache Trail. And it's in danger of not opening back up. It's in danger. We're in danger of losing it to nature because give it another two years and uh, those roads will completely be taken over uh, by wildlife and, you know, by nature. And uh, we won't even know it exists in about four or five years. So uh, we really need to get the word out there. Hashtag save the Apache Trail. I saw that on a huge billboard down there the other day, and it reminded me that it's been over two years since I've been on that trail. In the nine and a half years I've lived here, I've been on that trail at least that I can remember 20 times, and I've done three YouTube videos on the Apache Trail. Go check them out, the Arizona Timeless Tourist YouTube channel. Go check out the Arizona Timeless Tourist Facebook and Instagram pages. I have numerous pictures of the Apache Trail. And I'm hoping that those aren't the last pictures I get. I hope that, you know, when we were in 2030, we're not reading books and magazine articles on what the Apache Trail used to look like 
uh, prior to 2018 because it's not open anymore and it's completely vanished to history. I hope, I hope that is not the case. I hope that uh, we make enough noise, that petitions are signed, and enough people speak up, and somehow, some way, in the next couple years, that is opened back up as a scenic drive, as a scenic drive, because it is definitely worth it. Let's try to preserve Arizona history. Let's not let a generation of people not be able to see it. It is absolutely a phenomenal drive. I can't say enough about it. So uh, hashtag um, save the Apache Trail. Uh, check it out. Read some articles on it. See what you can do to get your voice out there and what you can do to help save this historic location. That's all I got for you on this episode of the Arizona Time with Stewart's podcast. I appreciate everybody who listens. I think we're at 2,200 listens in 29 episodes. That is absolutely phenomenal for a small podcast. The only way that I can see to grow the podcast, folks, is not to keep uh, sharing this podcast with the social media outlet I have already. Most people are already listening. Is for you to go in and rate the podcast and actually leave a comment in the podcast. Did some research on that. That seems to be the only way to help grow a new podcast. It's definitely not by sharing it with the same people who've been following me for four years because they're already listening to it. We need some new ears on the podcast. So if you could rate the podcast and leave a comment on the podcasting platform that you listen to it on, that's going to help this podcast really take off, really take off. But I appreciate the 2,200 listens. I appreciate everybody who's already left a comment and a rating on Google Podcasts and Apple Podcasts. That is greatly, greatly appreciated because they're phenomenal reviews. I keep reading them all the time. I'm like, oh, I love these people who are leaving these comments. These comments are absolutely phenomenal. So uh, if you want to help support the podcast and the social media outlets, the only place you can do it is on my YouTube channel. I have a PayPal link there. You can click on that. Uh, even a dollar helps. It helps get this new equipment for the podcast, these mics. It uh, helps um, with the fuel and the gas tank since in the last six months, we've uh, kind of went over a dollar a gallon here from about six months ago. So it's a little bit more difficult to go on longer journeys. That's why I think the last big episode I did was out at Quartzsite, checking out the High Jolly Monument there. And, uh, and the Geoglyph and the World War II hidden secret site. So if you haven't checked out that YouTube channel, I think that's the last big adventure I'm going to take before moving to the great state of Arizona here in the first week of July of 2021. We, uh, we're going we're gonna to keep Arizona rolling. We got four years of content, some great hidden gems, but we're moving into the state of Texas and we're going to start the history of Texas on TikTok and YouTube. So uh, that should be fun. I'm really looking forward to this brand new adventure that we'll be taking. So uh, again, thanks to everybody who listens. Until next time, take care of yourself. 